12, verses 1 through 7. Amen. Sister Landry, I saw your post this morning, and it made me tear up and uh, realize that life travels so fast. And, uh, but God helps us. Amen. And uh, she talked about her boy growing up and getting married, and I love her boy, and I love his bride dearly and love them. Uh, we began to sing this song, and uh, it made me reminisce of my kids because my kids, this is all they've known. And I wasn't raised in this, but thank God I was able to break that curse and bring a brand new blessing, and it's all my kids ever knew. And so I remember my little daughter singing this song, and she didn't know how to say glory, hallelujah, and so she would sing glory, Honda do. And so I, I catch myself from time to time when we sing that song, Brother Rudy, I just kind of say glory, Honda do. Hallelujah. Amen. But I love the Lord and there's nothing like living for God. Really isn't anything like living for God. And I am excited about this uh, first Sunday morning in uh, Abundant Life Center in Tulare, California. I feel like the Lord's going to talk to us. I know the Lord's already talked to me. But Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 7. Bible says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I'll make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that Bless thee, and curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. I want to talk to you this morning on four altars. We need to be altar builders, and we need to focus on four altars. God bless you, you may be seated. I realize there's more than four altars, but I want to talk about four altars this morning because in this passage of Scripture, we find Abraham hearing the voice of God. At 75 years of age, Abraham hears the voice of God and he activates faith. And the Bible says that he leaves his country. He leaves his family. He leaves his family's home. And he starts out in a journey towards God all because he hears the voice of God begin to speak to him. He leaves everything. He drops everything. And he activates faith at 75 Years young, he activates faith after hearing the voice of God. Hebrews 10 says it like this, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should go after receiving for inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went by faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, 
dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Abraham leaves it all, leaves everything, leaves his inheritance and obeyed the voice of God. Understand that he left everything and went out. And the Bible said, not even knowing where he was going, he just went out by faith. 75 years old, he goes out by faith. And I submit to you, on the first Sunday of 2020, there is nothing like hearing the voice of God. There is nothing like the leading of His Spirit. There is nothing like communion with Him. There's nothing like hearing His voice. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have or how much money you don't have. When God begins to speak to you, there is nothing like it. I don't know about you, but I'm praying in this new year, 2020, that we stop from the throes of this life and we just pause and we listen to the voice of God. Oh, this pastor is praying. Oh, God, speak to us. Oh, God, direct our hearts and order our steps. We need to hear from you. We need your voice. We need your direction. We're hungry. We're thirsty. Word of God, speak to us. Take the fame, take the fortune, just give me Jesus. Can I tell you, there is nothing like hearing from him. There is nothing like fellowshipping with him. And we find it in prayer. We need to build altars where God can speak to us. And that's what happened that's what Abraham had experienced with God. And because of that experience, he left it all to follow after God. He gets out to the land of Canaan. The Bible says it's the land of promise. That's where the Lord takes us. He takes us to the land of promise, the place of Shechem. The Bible said he builds his first altar. And what was that first altar? I'll tell you what it was. It was an altar of praise. It was an altar of thanksgiving. It was an altar of worship. That is the first altar that Abraham built. It was an altar, Brother McIntosh. It was an altar of praise. Because of God, he got him out of the land of idol worship. Because God had mercy on him and brought him out. God spoke to him and Abraham built an altar of praise. Thanking God for everything because the Lord appeared unto him. Verse 7 says, And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto thy seed, will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. He said unto thy seed, I'll give this land to thee. And Abraham 
built an altar of praise because God appeared unto him. I don't know what you're thankful for. I don't know what God has done for you. But as for this preacher, as for this man, I am so thankful that God had appeared unto me. I'm grateful that God has spoken into my life. I'm very grateful that God saw fit. And, and I feel like David because David understood that principle when he said, who am I, God, that thou art mindful of me? And as I stand before here tonight, I understand I don't deserve it. I understand I have a past. I don't have the greatest last name, but I have a God that gave me mercy. I had a God that appeared to me. I had a God that spoke to me. And because of that, he is in my home, he is in my life, and he's in my family. And I want to make sure I make time for him. Yeah, because of what God has done in my life, I want to make sure that I build him a place in my life, that I build him a place in my family, that I build him a place in my marriage and in my children. I build him a place where he can work in me. I don't know about you, but I want to build him an altar of praise. I want to build him an altar of gratitude. I want to build him an altar of worship. He didn't have to, but I'm so glad that he did. And I will praise the Lord while I have breath. We've got to learn to build altars of praise. You say, Pastor, uh, I'm in this mess. I'm in this trial. I'm in this dilemma. Well, forget about the dilemma and forget about the trial and lift up your eyes and lift up your hands and give him praise for the mere fact that you're in his presence today. We've got to build altars of praise. It's what Abraham did. He built his first altar out of praise and thanksgiving all because the Lord appeared unto him. And that's what you need to be thankful for. Forget about looking at others and say, well, well God's doing that for them and, and God's raising them up. What about me? Hello? You're in the house of God today. Hello? God picked you up. Hello, you've got health in your body. You're above ground. You feel his presence. Hello, that's a time to raise your hands. That's a time to give him praise. You've got a lot to be thankful for. So the first altar Abraham built was an altar of prayer or praise. The second altar that he builds is an altar of prayer. Praise and then prayer. He understood he's got to build an altar of relationship, an altar of fellowship with him, an altar of a covenant relationship with him. Genesis 12, 8 says, And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and high on the east, and there he builds an altar unto the Lord and calls upon the name of the Lord. 
Abraham pitches his tent, having Bethel on the west and high on the east. We know the Bethel is the house of God. And we know high is a type of the world. And Abraham made up his mind, I've got to build an altar close to the house of God. Knowing that he would need the house of God to help him affect this world. Can I tell you, you can't affect this world without God. Thank God for your talents. Thank God for your ability. Thank God for your charisma. But charisma is not going to take the place of God. You need God. Some of you work in ungodly environments. You work in, in a place where a bunch of heathens are and they talk about this and they talk about that and you want to cover your ears. You better pray before you go in those places. You better pray that God will help you and that God would help you become the light to that world. Don't pray that God will get you out of it, but pray that God will help affect you to affect them. But the only way you can is you got to build an altar by the house of God what we got to do. We've got to build the altar. And in this new year 2020, we need to build altars in our homes. Thank God for the sanctuary. Thank God for this church. Thank God that we've got, we've got musicians and, and we've got praise singers and, and thank God that we have a place that we can come and pray. I enter this house, Brother Rudy, and, and I feel his presence. You go to a lot of places that you just don't feel that. I walked in, matter of fact, in McFarland, and I didn't let them know I was coming. And the minute I got in there, I felt the glory of God. I thank God for his house. But listen to pastor. We can't just hang on our altars here. We can't just pray here. We got to build altars out there. We got to build altars in the home. Thank God for the church, but we've got to live it out there. Got to build an altar in our homes. We need a place. Brother Rincon, we, we need a closet room in our house. The other day, I got up uh, early in the morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't turn any lights on. And I went there, and I began to pray. And as I prayed in my living room, and as I prayed in my living room, I heard something get up. I didn't realize that my girl was on the couch in the living room. I was trying to get out of my room into a place where nobody would hear me. But all of a sudden I started praying. I started feeling the glory of God. And, and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't long until I heard another voice that was praying beside me. It was my wife. And all of a sudden prayers began to reverberate inside of our house. I don't say that in any way, shape, or fashion for you to pat me on the back and say, Pastor, thank God for that. No, I'm saying our houses need prayer. Our kids need to hear us pray. If we don't pray, they don't pray. We've got to be the example. Whether we wake them up or not, we've got to be men and women that know how to seek the face of God. Come on, ALC. Come on, Abundant Life Center. We've got to build altars in our homes. This month is designated at 31 days of prayer and fasting. Why? Because we need him. We need his touch. We need his guidance. We need his spirit. We need to hear the voice of God. 
Oh, lift up your voice with me. Come on, let that begin to reverberate. Come on. We got to be the ones that'll stand in the gap and pray for our homes and our families and our kids. If we're ever going to reach this world, we've got to be men and women that know how to call upon the name of the Lord. That's what Abraham did. He built his home around God. He built his family around God. Brother Rudy, we need him. We need him desperately. We need him in our homes. Thank God that you're our prayer coordinator. What's our prayer coordinator doing? It just prays. It's not anything new, but it just gathers us together to pray. We need to pray. We're so close to the coming of the Lord. That's why Second Chronicles still reverberates in my spirit. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, we've got to pray and we've got to seek his face. That's what Abraham did. He built an altar of praise, thanking God for what he did. And he built an altar of prayer. But then we find this is what God does. This is, this is what happens when you start praying in the Spirit. See, when you begin to pray in the Spirit and you begin to make declarations, like we made a declaration over our tithe and offering. We said, I'm a tithe and I bring my offerings to you, God. All of a sudden, hell says, mm, really? Let's hurt them in their finances. They just made a declaration. Let's let the bills mount up. Let's let the pressure mount up. And let's see what kind of declaration they really have. See, when you begin to pray, earnestly begin to pray, and you begin to give God praise, and you begin to start praying in your home, you're building that altar, here's what happens. Strife. Attacks begin to take place. Because after praise and prayer, Abraham builds the third altar. And the third altar that he built was an altar of peace. Abraham builds an altar of peace because he did not want any strife between him and Lot. Genesis 13, 14 says, And the Lord had said unto Abram, After that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thy eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward for all the land which thou seest to thee I'll give it and to thy seed forever. Then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre which is Hebron and built there an altar unto the Lord because he tells Lot first. He says, Lot, I don't want any strife. <laughs> I don't want any division among us. You take Whatever you want. You choose the left, I'll choose the right. You choose the right and I'll choose the left because we are brethren. We're brothers and I don't want strife between us. Can I just pause and tell somebody today on a Sunday morning 
in the first Sunday of 2020, life is too short to carry grudges. Life is too short to carry offenses, to carry unforgiveness. We need to be a people of peace. We must be a people of unity. And so Abraham understands that and he builds an altar of peace needing God to intervene. And when he did, God said, I'm gonna bless your seed. The greatest thing you could ever do is not render evil for evil. Not to pick up the stones that were thrown back at you. Not to do to people what they have done to you. That was a principle I learned way back in the early 90s of my formative years. Brother Kenneth Haney drilled it in me. Don't pick up the mud and sling it back because the minute you do, your hands become dirty. Pray for those that hurt you. Bless those that curse you. Make up your mind. I will not harbor bitterness. I will not harbor offense no matter what others say, no matter what others do, no matter the attacks. No, I'm going to fall on my knees and I'm going to seek the face of God and I'm going to say, God, I need your peace. God, I need your help. I can't do it by myself. We need to build an altar of peace. Pastor, you don't know what they said. You don't know what they did. No, I don't. But don't let anybody lock you up in a prison cell of unforgiveness. Don't let anybody drag you to hell. There ain't nobody. I don't care how big, I don't care how close they are to you. You better cut that off. And you better be like frozen. You better let it go. You better make up your mind. They don't deserve to be forgiven, but I deserve to be set free. And I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to shake off the hurts. I'm going to shake off the pains. I'm going to let it go, and I'm going to build an altar of peace because I need God. I need God into the equation of my life. So I want my kids to be blessed. If I sow discord, they sow discord. If I disrespect leadership, they disrespect leadership. Galatians 6.10 says... As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them that are of the household of faith. I can't stop them at my work. I can't stop them in my neighborhood. But I can, I can stop it here. I can say, uh, no clicks, no divisions here. 
I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you dislike me. I love you. I love every one of you. Why? Because I built an altar of peace. I have made up my mind. Ain't strife, no bitterness, no offense coming up or springing up in my home. I'm going to be an altar builder and I'm going to build an altar of peace. Make up my mind. I'm going to build that altar of forgiveness. I'm going to build that altar of mercy. You listen to pastor, you get what you give out. You get what you, you begin to sow. And some of you, there's been many people that have been so judgmental and cruel. And if the only thing you give out is judgment, that's the only thing you're going to get back. But if you'll make up your mind, I'm giving out mercy. I'm giving out love, not because I'm anything, but because one of these days, I'm going to need that mercy coming back. I'm going to need that love coming back. I'm going to need that peace in my life. We've got to be men and women that are altar builders. That's what we've got to be. Got to be an altar builder. That's what he does, Brother Rudy. Abraham builds altars. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I want to be like that. They don't have to say the, the, the God of Michael Grogan. I don't have to have my name anywhere in there. But like it be said of me that I, I was one that built altars. I didn't harbor bitterness or offense. I just built altars. Abraham built altars. He built an altar of praise, gratitude. He built an altar of prayer because he needed that communion time with the Lord. And he built an altar of peace. And the fourth altar that he begins to build is an altar of consecration. Because he let God know, all I have is thine. I give it to you. That's what happens when you truly begin to pray. And you seek the face of God. God begins to come in to you. And he begins to direct your steps. Isn't that what the word of God says? The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. I can't change yesterday. I can't change ten minutes ago. I can't change what he said about me and they said about me. And I can only change me. And I'm going to be an altar builder. I'm going to start with praise. I'm going to continue with prayer. And I'm going to go, hallelujah, with peace. Then I'm going to understand that I've got to get the job done and I've got to build an altar of consecration. And Abraham begins to build that altar of consecration. Genesis chapter 22, verse number 1. Alex, you can come. And it came to pass after these things, that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. God's already blessed him. God's already gave him his promise. It's easy when God blesses you once for you to say, Here I am, God. Now the Lord says, take thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, 
and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering. It was easy to say, God, here I am. When everything's going well. But now God says, I want to call you up a little bit higher. He said, take thy son, thy only son, and offer him up for a sacrifice. Verse 3 says, and Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifts up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide here, and I and the lad will go up yonder and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. Took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they both went up together. And his boy, his son, his only son. I did not know the power of this until I became a daddy. And Sister Landry, God, that's why you pin those words so incredibly. You got a great boy and you lent him to the Lord. It's the greatest thing you could ever do. I could care less if my boy flips burgers for the rest of his life as long as he loves God. I still get on my boy's bed He's laying there and I lay close to him. He shrugs. I begin to rub his head, elbows me and punches me. And I say, Tristan, there's not a lot of dads that do this. Why resist? That's creepy, dad. I said, but you're my boy. And I love you. And so his boy spake unto Abraham his father and says, Dad, here I am. Behold the fire and the wood. But where's the lamb for this offering? He had been with Dad many times when Dad gave sacrifice. He knew that. It wasn't his first sacrifice. It wasn't his first prayer meeting. He knew the steps and he said, Daddy, I see it all. But where's the lamb? And Abraham said, God's going to provide. He's going to provide. So they went up together. It came to the place which God had told him. Abraham builds that altar of consecrations. He lays the wood in there. 
Then it gets tough. He binds Isaac. He lays him on the altar. And Abraham takes out his knife. God, I built an altar of praise. I built an altar of prayer. I built an altar of peace. Now, God, my final altar, I'm giving it all to you. You ask God. And I'm going to give it all to you. That's what God is challenging every one of us. In this new year of 2020. He knows you'll build an altar of praise. He knows you'll build an altar of peace and prayer. But will you build that altar of consecration? Will you lay it all out and say, God, I surrender it all to you. How would you lift up your voice with me? Come on. Come on. There are people that are dependent on you. Lives are hanging in the balance. Are you willing to build that last altar? Come on. And I'm giving it to you. I'm bearing it all, God. I don't understand the process. I don't understand the storms. I don't understand this and that. But God, I'm giving it to you. I surrender to you. Lift up your voice with me. Let's build the altar. Let's build the altars. Let's build the altars in 2020. Shantarayatayaso. Hikarayandayaso. Help this pastor. Help this preacher. Help this man. Help this daddy. Help this husband. Let me build altars for you. Oh. Come on. He doesn't want lip service. He wants somebody to lay it all out there and say, God, I may not understand the process, but I'm giving it to you. I'm laying it at your feet. I'm laying it at the altar. I'm building an altar. Come on, we got a few minutes. It's the first Sunday of 2020. Could we start it? on our knees in prayer.
Could we start it with an old-fashioned altar? Could we start it seeking the face of God and saying, God, I will not leave this place until you bless me. I will not leave this place, God, until you speak to me. I'm building, I'm building altars for you. Oh, 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 oh,